Rybaskoraši. There's such a greater holiness in here right now. That the elements are all melted. And the sound is all glorified. I'm hearing parts of this song that I've played a thousand times for the very first time right now. I never heard the growling of the lion in the introduction here. Like that deep meow. Have you ever heard that before? That part was always, you've heard it? It's the first time I've ever heard it. We're in a completely different dimension of glory. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. As they teach you in graduate level vocab, it's much more gooder. Much more gooder glory. We have become highly educated on Jesus Christ. Brother Earl, you saw I say in Teen Challenge, edumacated making fun of Greek reasoning, which is Satan in the logical mind that tries to ascend into heaven through self-effort, strange fire. They're demons. Demons tempt you to ascend apart from the cross. Kumbaya. There has to be another way besides Calvary to fulfill God's will for my life. Surely God wants me to live at zero. Zero. You are not going to make it. Every part of your self-consciousness will be crucified as you choose the narrow path against the temptations for you to live instead of Jesus to live. The cross doesn't go away. The cross becomes the tree of life to the Father. What is the way to the Father, Jesus Christ said? I am. The cross of Jesus Christ is the path to God the Father's throne through the heavens. How I many y'all know there's no other way? Jesus said it. There is no other way to the Father except through me. When he said me, it wasn't just the happy clappy parts, the wine of Cana, Galilee. We all like that. Yay, wine of Cana Galilee. We can drink alcohol in Christianity. And everyone's demon-possessed. It was 
the crucifixion, the scourging, the sweating of blood, the nail marks in his hands and the piercing in his side and the crown of thorns upon his head is your head in Christ crucified to death. The only thing you need more of is the tree of life. And the only way you get it is through death. False Christianity, iniquity, sinning in the spirit, spiritual sin, is the activity that has the appearance of perfection, the appearance of charismatic giftings of the spirit, the appearance of signs and wonders, miracles and healings, all lying, unless you are progressively growing in the cross of your death. It's the only place there's unity of the brethren. Many are not here today because they have become the enemies of the cross. They're the enemies of the tree of life. They chose not to die with him. They chose not to show up at their own Calvary. How many y'all know Calvary is the only ascending and mountain there will ever be for your salvation? There isn't another. If you choose another, there's seven mountains full of fallen angels out there that will tell you you're okay, you don't need to die, it's not the severity of the cross, you don't need the scourgings, you don't need the discipline, you don't need the holiness, you don't need the strictness and the rigidness of Moses and Aaron on the mountain, a little fornication with the golden calf amongst lukewarm brethren, it's not gonna hurt you. And there's snakes crawling around, all of them trying to kill them, and it killed them successfully. Lukewarmness will kill you into hell. Jesus Christ said, now this is how you know you're lukewarm. Jesus said, the lukewarm gets spit out of my mouth. They're not going to heaven. But when you're lukewarm, you're self-justified, living in a false heaven created by fallen angels. That's what iniquity is. That's what potent sorcery is. That's what's wrong with you. That temptation of the delusion of the angels of light, that you can live compromised, that you can live with one or two lust spirits, that you wouldn't hate flirtatiousness, that you wouldn't hate spirits of fornication, that you would not hate the spirits of idolatry. All the temptations of pride, the temptations of puffing yourself up and making yourself look good in front of others. Appearances of good instead of the presence of the goodness of God, the glory. The devils are trying to rip you off to this very moment to get you in a counterfeit to steal your inheritance of the real thing. See, the temptation is that you go into false, fake externalism, appearances, soulishness. Iniquity is the counterfeit righteousness for the soulishness 
of the lukewarm. Iniquity is the practicing of spirituality without Calvary. It's everywhere. It's the plague and the pandemic of this generation. This generation of iniquity is a generation of selfishness. What does Jude say? To be lovers of self. We don't even see that as a bad thing. We just take care of number one every day like it's no big thing. That's the abomination of the Antichrist. And you tolerate it in Christianity because your Christianity is no Christianity at all. It's the devil. <laughs> You're in the devil's kingdom, in the devil's mountains, practicing the devil's lights in the devil's heaven. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. The fallen angels constructing a paradise, a heaven, a Christianity, a charismatic perfection. That's what the false prophet does. The Bible tells you. You're right in the midst of it, all of you. In the end times of the end times. That there would be a perfecting of false apostolic Christianity that has the appearance of God's own throne. That has the appearance of God's own kingdom. But it is the furthest apart from God you could possibly be. That's why lukewarm is spit out of his mouth. What's the answer? Always the same. The altar of his cross. Dying. Getting over yourself. When that test comes upon you, it is revealed inside your own feelings and thoughts if you are true or false. You'll sift yourself out. You can hang on so long until the sword of your own spirit condemns you. You'll fall on your sword. How did Saul die? Fell on his sword. How did the wicked die? They fall on their sword. Your words, your swords will be your judges, Jesus Christ said in the Bible. What you currently profess and believe out of your spirit, man, is the realm of your judgment right now. So you need judgment to cleanse your own judgment desperately. Salvation is being saved from your own judgments out of your own souls by the judgment of God's soul, which is the seven spirits of God burning. Let them come into this place. Let them burn through your face. As the seven spirits of God, through the lamb that was slain, Revelation 5, 6, burn you. And the word of God comes upon you like 10,000 times 10,000 angels of fire and burn you with God's word and burn your brains and burn your hearts and burn your bowels and burn your bones and marrow and burn up your entire spirit head to toes in those bodies as you burn you're purified the baptism of fire is the only way to walk with the father we need to burn more we need more fire what is the answer? Always in the Bible, for more of God requires a greater offering of anything that can burn. Have you brought your whole spirit to the fire? His blood comes from his cross. His throne is the cross, the throne of the Lamb, where the fire and the river of fire proceed from upon you. 
He is the dispensary of the river of life, and there's only life in the resting tongues of fire. Pentecost being fulfilled is not just once 2,000 years ago, it's ever-increasing tongues or holy words of fire. Is it burning upon you? Is it burning within you? You are currently alive by one substance. Fire. You know, there's no life on earth except through flames and fire. That's where you get all heat. That's where you get all light. Apart from the fire, there is no biological life on planet earth. Apart from the fire, there is no spiritual life in your hearts. Apart from the fire, there is no biological life through your flesh and blood. The merging of heat and fire and spirit as one is the consummation of righteousness, the climax of the ages. And how do you know it's going to be good for you? Because you've burned through and through. And if there's stuff that still hates the fire and insists on self-preservation against God, you are in a bad place. You are in a place of resisting salvation like the Israelites against Moses on the what? Mountain of fire. The mountain burned with blazing heat that even an animal touched it it was to be stoned to death. And the people trembled at the earthquake and the black smoke of the burning mountain and says, tell him not to speak to us lest we die. How many all know they needed to die to that thing that was afraid of death? That was Satan in them. That's Satan in you. You cannot climb the mountain except facing the death and the angel of death, Abaddon and Apollyon, in your own spirit, soul, and flesh and blood, and overcoming and conquering it. How many times, y'all? The Bible tells you daily, 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 daily. Picking up your cross is facing death and overcoming it in spirit, soul, mind, and flesh constantly not once every day and as you conquer it and make death defeated under your feet life and fire by a constant facing of death called the priesthood of righteousness remember abraham what do you have to do face the death of his beloved son isaac and overcome he did <laughs> Right before it hit his chest, right before the knife went into his own son's heart, the angel of the Lord Jesus Christ grabbed his arm. Truth anyhow, Abraham conquered death by facing physical death in the dying of his son, and the angel stayed his arm. You think those tests are just for the patriarchs? The tests are for anyone who rises out of the dirt into the holy mountain. So there are things in your life that you will face and you conquer and overcome them constantly by having no fear of death. 
Facing your fears is facing death. Facing your doubts, your unbelief, your sins, your transgressions, your iniquity. You know where death originated? Lust. Angels lusting after women, fornicating with women, and producing giants. Death came into the world, the Bible tells you if you read it, through lust. You know, the last trigger that made Lucifer fall was that when God gave Adam Eve. You know that? It's written in the Apocrypha. When Lucifer saw Eve as a gift to Adam, that was the last straw. He couldn't handle how much God was loving and blessing Adam and his jealousy got in the way and he fell and he took one third of the angels. And what did he convince them to do? What did his spirit influence them to do? Go grab yourselves wives, angels, and they shall become sirens and you shall produce Nephilim. And from the spirits and the flesh of the Nephilim will come evil spirits and evil spirits they shall be called it is written <laughs> so you are dealing with all the death of sin constantly and you're learning as priests to burn it up what is a sin offering burning everything that's sin in your life what's the holy ghost for purification consecration sanctification unto holiness and righteousness and guess what wisdom is? Learning how to burn it all up. What is great wisdom? Keeping it burnt up so severely that you become the radiance of the stars of the heavens forever. Daniel 12, 3, it is written. So wisdom is how you keep yourself clean from idols. How you keep yourself clean from lust. Burn it up. Let the Holy Word burn up your spirits. You know, when your spirits build up with the Word of God, you begin to discern spirits. What is the discernment of spirit? Your spirit getting holy, feeling stuff around that's unholy, feeling stuff around that's religious, self-righteous of Satan, the lust of Satan, and the pride of Satan. When your spirit is set apart and holy right here, to where your spirit is, and when your spirit is holy by the word of God, consecrated and set apart from wickedness, from sin, transgression, iniquity, and the cross of Calvary is growing in your spirit. The tree of life, the seed of that tree, is the cross growing in your spirit, ever-increasing crucifixion, ever-increasing discernment. Then you know how to stay set apart from everything around you that grieves the sanctified part of you. So when you get around fake false people that are playing games, that are carnal unbelievers pretending to be believers, your spirit's like, yuck! And it's not hate. It's discernment and wisdom and the fire shall intensify to burn all sin off the face of the earth into the abyss of fire. You know what the abyss of fire is? The place where sin goes when fire touches sin. When fire touches your 
spiritual wickedness, your spiritual iniquity, all selfishness, greed, covetousness, all wrongdoing, all disobedience, all rebellion as the sin of witchcraft, all stubbornness as the sin of sorcery, every animal thing a person does in the flesh, except not the spirit, when the fire of God touches it, it is burned into a dimension prepared for it. And it's not in the earth, it doesn't go into the earth, it goes below the earth. We are at that time right now in the entrance of the kingdom age where the final judgment towards the sins of demons goes into the abyss. Have you come to judge us before the appointed time? The demons screamed in horror at Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because it wasn't the appointed time. Devils know when their judgment time has come. They have a timeline. They have a time set in stone that God told them, you are no longer going to exist on the earth. And those that are attached to the demons, by practicing what the demons teach and what the demons do and have the demons' feelings in them, doesn't mean you're not emotional. It means you're exactly like religious spirits, lust spirits, pride spirits, and all the demon spirits. Jesus Christ said about those that were in charge of Israel in his day, your father is the devil and you always do the will of your father. Right? That entire religious people groups of self-righteousness, the ones that murdered God, that fought the living God, were serving demons, bearing the images of demons, and deceiving the whole world that this is what Judaism is in the synagogue. Jesus said about them, the Pharisees, scribes, teachers of the law, your dad is the devil. And you are all snakes, he said that. And you're not a portal to heaven, he said you're a portal to hell, to the kingdom of the fallen angels. Jesus Christ said that, and it's the truth anyhow, and it's the same exact thing today on a global level in Christianity. Way worse. Jesus' day, way less evil. Your day, way more evil. Not even comparable, the wickedness of his first coming compared to the wickedness of his second coming. And you're in the midst of it. He's coming through you before he comes to you. The bride is birthing God. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here staring up into the sky? This same Jesus will come in like manner. He'll come through woman. He's coming through woman. What is woman? Soul. He'll come through your soul in the fullness of his lion nature. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah who breaks the seven seals and restores divinity inside souls. And you have a pagan, occult, iniquity Christianity out here that denies God inside souls and lifts up their hands to the fallen angels and worships fallen angels as Jesus instead of the second coming that is through souls. They are the Antichrist. You have Christianity out here that is completely and totally Antichrist 
and completely and totally charismatic, charismatic with all the gifts of the Spirit working. What did Jesus Christ call that? Iniquity. Iniquity. You know what this valley is? The valley of iniquity. You know who's in it? All Christianity. All Christianity. If your Christianity is not on the mountain of fire, you have only practiced iniquity from birth. Your whole Christianity is a lie and paganism, and that's the truth anyhow. That's why people manifest constantly. You would not manifest unless you were serving the devil and thought it was God. Because if you've been serving the fire of God, there's no death in you, and there's wisdom of God in you, and you have discernment between spirits of Satan and holy spirits of the kingdom of heaven. But the fact that almost everyone's offended by the mountain, offended by the cross, offended by the fire, not wanting to go higher, already arrived from 50 years of prophetic blah, 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 false prophetic mostly, lukewarm prophetic mostly, People say, oh, your ministry only went. No, Jesus Christ's ministry and his ministry crucified to death is the only one right. And there's a mountain to prove it. The holy mountain that progressively separates you from the valley. In the valley, you only practice iniquity. Don't talk to me about the valley. Every holy, righteous man from Genesis to Revelation lived on the mountains. Elijah lived, the Bible says, from mountaintop to mountaintop. Old Testament. And we think we have a better covenant. We're New Testament. We're all perfect around here. We got grace. Grace, 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 grace. Are you even on the mountain? Or is it paganism deceiving you and you don't even know what grace is? You know what grace is? Bible tells you the Holy Ghost. So what do the demon spirits pretend to be? They pretend to be the Holy Ghost. Every day. You do with it every day. They pretend to be the Spirit of Grace. That's why there's not that strictness of the fear of the Lord, the reverence to serving the holiness of God. And it's just like, I can do anything. I can be gluttonous. I can be blasphemous. I can be an adulterer. I can be a murderer. I can be a judge. You know what ultimate blasphemy is? You being the judge and not God. That's the highest degree of blasphemy is you making yourself God on the judgment seat of God. That's the IMs of Satan. And that's what all you do. You're completely and totally fallen. And you're in denial, so it's even worse. And then you reject the word that could save you because it hurts your feelings and offends your pride. So it's just layer upon layer of darkness. When light comes, light is total judgment to darkness. You have to understand your state of darkness. What does Isaiah say? There's darkness on the land and deep darkness on all people. All people. Except one person. The Lamb of God. Who takes away the darkness of the world. What's a world? A soul. Truth in you. There's 10,000 worlds within just blocks of you. Truth anyhow, a soul is a world. That's why God so loved the world. God loves souls. <laughs> Amen. 
And now he wants to burn it up with his holiness and put his word in there so you orbit around his throne. He is trying to save you and you are trying to save yourself. He's trying to help you with the working of the power of the word of God. How are you saved? By hearing and believing the word. What is faith? Faith is God the Father's word working by its own inherent power. What is blasphemy? You making yourself God instead of the word being God in your temple. You don't understand that's the very definition of sin. What did the pagans do? The pagans offered their own strange fire, their own words, their own efforts. They had idols, but ultimately they were their own gods. What set apart Israel and the Messiah of Israel is God was a completely separate entity that had his own power to do everything. Look at Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Prophets of Baal had to start cutting themselves. They were literally trying to help God. Elijah opposite. Water for the burnt offering. God is so able without our effort that I'll even make it 10,000 times harder for my God by dumping all this water on all the wood. Whatever sacrifice is consumed, that person's God is God and every other one is a demon. That was the Mount Carmel showdown of Elijah versus the prophets of Baal. Prophets of Baal started to help their gods. When you're serving demons, you're helping your demons. When you have made demons Jesus Christ, you're trying to help them. You understand that? That's when you're involved in the occult and not actual real Christianity. And there's a mixture of that in all of you. That's what iniquity is. You're deceived thinking you're Christian when you're still practicing paganism, which is occult. Occult is normal iniquity Christianity in this generation. If you've ever been to Christian church, you've participated in the occult, and that's the truth anyhow. Truth anyhow. It'll all burn. Everything you think is right will burn. The problem is, is you're still thinking and judging out of your own righteousness and not allowing the Father to be the judge out of his own righteousness. When the Father's judge, all this stuff burns up and is revealed before your eyes. All seven mountains of iniquity are revealed before your eyes. And you know, no one is righteous. No, not one. All have gone astray. Nobody does good. None except Jesus. You have Jesus and you are the body of the one who does right constantly. But it turns every other effort into witchcraft. The gospel condemns all other gods when it's preached. The gospel crucifies all other efforts when it goes forth. It kills, it slaughters, what does the Bible say? Murders it, violently, viciously destroys it. And if you're resisting it because you love demons, there's pain, there's suffering, there's sorrow. Because that part of you that was doing all the good stuff in your human nature is fighting God's fire and the sacrifice of Jesus that has finished the work to get you into God the Father's ability. So we often find ourselves trying to be God, trying to be judge, and not allowing God to be God. 
and God to be judged. That's the only thing you wrestle in your immaturity. When you're under the sun, that's why. It's because you're on a judgment seat of the fallen angels, judging God unrighteous and judging yourself righteous. What did Paul say about his previous life as Saul or just a normal religious guy that obeyed all the 400 laws of the Bible, the Levitical Codex? What did he call himself? A murderer and an antichrist and an enemy of God. You understand Saul was a Pharisee of Pharisees and we say, well, that's bad, bad, bad. That means he did everything right externally. He's better than all of you. Better than all of you combined. He obeyed the law down to the jot and tittle. You break that before you brush your teeth. Paul's in his 30s, 40s, and he's a Pharisee of Pharisee doing everything right on the outside. Do you see what the demons tried to do? They tried to bring you back under slavery to the rules and regulations of the fallen angels apart from real grace, which is the possession of the Godhead inside your bodies. If you don't have this foundation, no wisdom will ever work in your temples. You could sit around apostles and prophets in this next 50 years. It's not going to do anything. Wake up. You have to yield your temples to the one true God. Then you grow in his wisdom, which is cooperating with him on the inside, letting God be God. Your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. I know this charismatic generation of iniquity does not know God inside their temples. I know. Because it's like he's out there. We say, come Holy Spirit. And I like when the Holy Spirit comes. I'm not against come Holy Spirit. If you have wisdom, you can call the river of life out of people's spirit and you want him to come. You need him on the outside. Without the Holy Ghost on the outside, you're accursed. You need him fully on the inside and fully on the outside. Otherwise, you're totally screwed. That means you're godless in whole dimensions of your existence. You need the fullness of the Godhead everywhere in your world. But you need to understand the source of the new covenant is Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. And then go from glory to glory forever. What is glory to glory forever? Fire to fire facing what you are apart from the sacrifice. You faced it a little bit. You haven't faced it in higher levels. Oh, no, 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 no. You might have had an altar call and accepted Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, and you faced your own damnation and have called upon his name for salvation. That is the beginning of a flame, a flicker of light. The Bible says he comes in like a mustard seed. The Holy Spirit is a down payment of future glory. Deposit first fruits, it is written. First fruits is 1%. That means when you get born again, the Bible teaches you get less than 1% of God's potential ability, even though it's the fullness of the Godhead in that 1%. He's there. It's less than 1% of his power, authority, dominion, might. And we think, oh, we got fire insurance, we get cocky. 
about fire insurance. We get built up and puffed up and prideful about salvation. We actually surround our little flame with damnation, with pride, iniquity, transgression, and the sins of the fallen angel religion that they call Christianity, of the fallen angels version of Jesus. And they got different Jesuses in every region, y'all. You look at the Jesus down south, it's a different Jesus than up north. The Jesus of New York is a different Jesus of Alabama. They believe differently. They don't get along. Why? Because it's under the sun Jesus, which is all iniquity. It's all Satan. It's all your imagination conjuring divinity, which is divination. You're diviners and not Christians. Truth anyhow, the real Jesus is only present as spirit, which is fire. Now the Holy Ghost is sent out into all the earth to see who will burn up all their earthen vessel and know God in a different form and state that's not looking like a Jewish man, not looking like a white man, not looking like a black man, red man, yellow man, any kind of man. He's looking like what? Spirit. Second Adam, life-giving spirit inside your bodies, the fullness of deity in bodily form. How is Jesus Christ with us as Emmanuel? Seven spirits burning, burning, burning. How well do you know him? The same exact amount you've brought your soul into his fire and died in the fire. See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is a big story in Christianity. It should be 24-7 for the normal Christian, living in a furnace of sacrifice of self. We call that fanaticism in this lukewarm Laodicean generation. That is normal burning in the Holy Ghost. That ain't even righteousness yet. That's not even maturity yet. That's not maturity. That's elementary entry level discipleship that you're all in. The first couple months, guys, following Jesus Christ, they left all their families, they left all their businesses, they left the entire world of themselves to follow this rabbi, which they believed was the Messiah. And so do we all. But have you left everything of Babylon the Great to follow him into the fire out of your comfort zones out of your own abilities out of what you can provide for yourself what you can believe in your own reasoning in your own culture what's convenient in the group of people around you so they don't persecute you so they don't misunderstand you are you still a people pleasing demon the bible says you cannot serve god and man both which means there's zero serving of God if you're caring what others think. You know how many ministries care about what people think? Most, they're all false, all false. False love, caring and people-pleasing workers of iniquity everywhere in Christianity today. And you say, oh, well, you're just a fanatic. No, that's wickedness. The mountain, listen, there's only one guy on it. Why do you think that is? Everyone else is people-pleasing down there in the idolatry. We say it's a golden calf. How barbaric. It's 
idolatry of self. It was the selfishness already in their hearts burned to the surface by the righteousness of Moses on the mountain. You think it's any, it's worse today. It's so easy to judge the Israelites because you read about it hindsight 2020. Oh, I would have been on the mountain with Moses. I believe through the cross and the blood of his cross, you can be on the mountain with Moses right now. That's the invitation of the preaching of the gospel. Run up the mountain. And the mountain is the crucifixion of all your crap, all your secret sin, all your insecurity, all your pride, all your emotions, feelings, every damned thing wrong with you burns up as you run up the mountain because that's how he increases in your souls. Jesus is only coming back through souls that are fully yielded to the fire of the mountain of the seven spirits of God that are completely in this world already. You sit there and wait for a second coming in the sand, like Jesus is going to come visit you down there. Jesus is here in the fullness of his spirit. If you would climb the mountain of Calvary, you'd discover him. But you don't want the inconvenience. You don't want the misunderstanding. You want the human, you want the animal, you want the carnal, you want the natural, you want the senses and the reasoning of the fallen animal pleased instead of the Holy Ghost pleased. You have to get over all that crap just to get up 25% of the Holy Mountain. Just to examine yourself to see the elevation of your faith, which is your sacrifice in God. <laughs> Very reasonable. I think it's a total acceptable request of God to ask you for every accursed part of you. Since there's nothing right with you, but the problem is what? We think there's parts of us that are right. I have complete and total baptized workers of iniquity telling me and boasting to me how perfect they are, how there's no sin in their life. That's how far gone we are in 2023. There's no, I, Brandon, I haven't done anything wrong. It's not about the wrongdoing externally. Remember, Pharisees did everything right externally. It's about the transformation of the spirit into angelic of the Lord form. You don't even have that at all. You've been doing it in the soul, in the flesh the whole time, under yourself. You're exactly like Satan. That's what Satan is. You have grown in the Antichrist. Now you're puffed up in self-righteousness. You've never grown in wisdom. Wisdom kills the mark of the beast. Kills the soul and the flesh and the curse and the animal. And you don't bear the images of birds, beasts, and reptiles. You don't bear the images of the sirens and the evil spirits of the Nephilim. You don't bear the images of demons. You bear the image of the crucified one. The Lamb of God is the moon, it is written. Which means the reflection of Calvary. The reflection of the cross and his blood is all that covers your doorpost. So the Passover passes over. What is Passover? Death passed over. Or is death practiced? Only two people groups in all the earth. The ones in whom death has passed over through crucifixion with the spotless lamb, the bride of the lamb, dead with him daily and the ones in whom there is no Passover. What does that mean? 
their temple is filled with Satan and not Jesus Christ. And I know that's many of you. So what's the answer? The cross. Let the word of the cross, the preaching of the cross, listen, the tree of life is the word of the manifestation of the works of Jesus. The seeds of that tree are the works of Jesus. Now you'll get full of that tree and do his works. Amen? What is the apostolic? What is the prophetic? What is the river? Doing the works of God. What are the white garments? The righteous acts and works of the saints. Book of Revelation, it is written that the working outward of salvation through fear and trembling, not of any other fear in this world, not the fear of finances, not the fear of all this dumb crap people fear in animal form. When you fear the Lord, all your fears of demons burn off of you. As it is written, where there is perfect love, it drives out fear, which is Satan out of you. And perfect love is the fire of God burning. And there's no other form. These other forms of love are nothing less than anti-Christ blasphemy. And that's what people-pleasing is. They say, well, it's just being nice to people. You're too severe. No, you tolerate the persons of the wicked, Psalms 82. Therefore, the foundations of your world are out of course, which means your world is in chaos. There's no order of righteousness, no order of Melchizedek. There's no new covenant. There's no holy commandment on the mountain burning up the animal down below. You're not even on the mountain. You are the animal down below. Until the animal dies, you are from below. God made a way for you to be angelic from above. Isn't that what he said? I am from above. You are from below. Red letters. Jesus Christ. Direct quote. I am from above, you are from below. We need to be from above. What makes us below is sin. Jesus is the atonement for sin. I am the way to the Father. What's that mean? To be from above. The above world and the below world. The below world is the world of sin. The above world is the world of angels. And they're not all good. One third fell. Truth in you. So just because you get a little above and you get a little mystical and spiritual doesn't mean you're even in the kingdom. You just get into sorcery and, and you get dumber and worse than ever. Yeah, you've seen that mostly in Christian mysticism in this generation. Now they're trying to save the fallen angels. They're actually preaching the salvation of principalities in charismatic ministries throughout the world right now. That's how far gone the charismatic church is. So we need more than ever a holy commandment and a holy mountain and a separation from everything except the cross. You can keep it simple. See, the cross will cross you over. The cross will lift you up into the heavens. All you got to do is die to your lower nature. And that's what's holding you back. You guys are in love with parts of your lower nature, some more than others. Some of you actually don't care at all and you're wonderful, refreshing people. You're real disciples. And I want to acknowledge that because there, that does exist. It's rare. That's the remnant. Some, a lot of you, the majority of you have mixture. That there's parts of the lower world that has no eternal value that you're totally attached to. And Jesus said the main thing was family idolatry. 
You read about it, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but you don't apply it in American Christianity. Absolutely not. They actually preach against that sacrifice of family idolatry and every whoring church of iniquity in the USA. But unless you have put your Isaac on the altar, you cannot be saved. You can't be saved. Your soul ain't attached to God. Your soul's attached to your children. You understand? That is as diabolical as it gets. That's not minor sin. That's the forfeit of the kingdom of heaven, guaranteed, and it's written in the word. Doesn't mean you just, you're mean to people now. It means that God is your God and you will be God to your kids. Raise your kids in the way in which they should go. What way should they go? The above way to be with the angels. There were men and women at times in different generations that were born from the womb of women as above beings. Born from above. Noah's one of them. Jesus is another one. Filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. There are prophets, there are apostles, there are priests, kings, judges, deliverers of generations. Moses, born as the sun and the moon. It is written in the book of Jasher. Jasher was scripture now. <laughs> and Moses was born with the sun and the moon in his spirit. And it was assigned to his people. Mom looked at him like, Woo! Freak Street. We got ourselves... Someone here born from above. What does the born from above person do? Delivers everyone below. Now, we get born again now. We go right below. We don't do anything with it. Because we're trained in iniquity in every church in America. But it's the same thing as being born as Moses as being born again. We've trivialized it. We've watered it down. We've made it into some kind of churchianity. It's a celestial cosmic as it gets. I remember when I started preaching being born from above, people would manifest, evangelicals all the time, saying that's false doctrine. You study out John chapter 3, born again from above is exactly what the Bible says. Born in the above world, in the cosmic world. Born in the celestial realm that has dominion over the terrestrial realm. Born in the cosmic to rule the natural. Now, when you're born again, you're supposed to stay in the cosmic. What's the temptation? Demons and liars all around you come down from that mountain into the valley of iniquity. Participate with the strange fire. We have Christianity down here too. There's Christianity out here in the sand. There's revival out here in the sand. Come down from your holy mountain. You're holier than thou. You're better than me. Come down from your high angelic above the world dimensions. Yeah. And so every temptation of every demon and devil of Satan's kingdom is always trying to tear you down into lower realms. After you're born again, all hell breaks loose. I've never heard a testimony of anyone born again in the history of the world that did not get tempted and tried to be pulled down after their conversion, after their spiritual resurrection, after their translation. 
Conversion is translation into the above world. The reason why a lot of Christians are blinded to it because iniquity calluses your heart and your mind to not even know what happened to you and then you're lied to every single day after you're born again. So you stay below under who? Sorcerers of fallen angels. They put you back into a place of being dogs from below and ruled over from sorcerers from above. Jesus Christ said you can get into the above realm apart from him, but if you did, you're a thief and a robber. The world is full of thieves and robbers right now, isn't it? I have dealt with this every day of ministry for 17 years. Every day you deal with thieves and robbers of people in the above realm that got into the above realm by other means than the cross. They are illegitimate. They'll be burned out of the heavens. They bear the image of birds and not Jesus Christ. They are Christian sorcerers, Christian witches, Christian warlocks everywhere. I would honestly say 99% of the above world right now in Christianity is witches. I bet you that's accurate. Accurate, accurate, accurate. Why? Because they're offended by the cross. I've tested a million of these people. We did 17 million in one month in 2017. Testing them with my teaching that came from God, that's not from man, just to see where the nations are at. Targeting Christians. It was overwhelming negative response. Weeping and gnashing of teeth everywhere almost nobody in agreement with the tree of life you have all kinds of charismatic prophetic apostolic glory stream ministries going bonkers losing their minds why because if they got into rigid righteousness of moses they would have tiny tiny ministries because nobody wants to die everybody wants to live so they have all this people-pleasing temptation around. You're not going to have success. You're not going to have the television, the Christian TV show. You're not going to have the big ministry. You're not going to have the nice studio and the setup. You're going to have very small because most people don't really want the requirements of God. They want the easy way out. They want the iniquity of adding the divine things under their soul. They want a blessed life, a happy life. They do, but they don't want the life of God. They want their life blessed by God's life, which is blasphemy. You think it's okay. That's the Antichrist. That's how far gone you are in this generation. What you judge as okay, adding God under your soul, is the abomination of desolation. The whole point of Christianity is I am the way to the Father. You are my body. What's the bride? Becoming a bride is all about being controlled by the husband who is God. Wives, submit to your husband. Say, oh, that's been abused and we cringe at that one. Well, if your husband's God, you better not cringe. God's perfect. Why are you cringing? Because you're wounded by demons. And you live out of woundedness, which is self-pity and shame, the highest form of pride. And then self-justify, you don't know my past, my own animal testimony, your, te your history holding you back from the generations of the history of Jesus Christ, are you stupid? You're not willing to sacrifice your little remote history of your couple years on earth 
to live in God's ancient of days? Are you insane? Are you lost? Are you delusional? You cannot be more insane than to cling to your life and not lose it. That is the definition of insanity. When God presents himself before you today as the ancient of days, the king of days, and all of his past, present, and future of Yahweh, I am that I am, is before you and wants to fill you and attach your spirit, soul, and body to it, but you cling and retain to you, you are insane. You have rejected him and you will not be in his wedding supper unless you make room for the great I am in your souls. And that's what this time of repentance is all about. It's a time of marrying our souls to the king of days. And how do we do that? By receiving and agreeing with his word, which is growing in wisdom. If you're not growing in wisdom, you've never believed the gospel. We have such a fake Christianity out here that it's not actually measured in wisdom. But the Bible measures reality in wisdom, in measurements of wisdom. Jesus measured everything. He measured offerings. He measured wisdom. He measured faith, little faith, great faith, big faith, small faith. He measured every single thing in the universe is measured. Jesus is an angel. He's in the flesh, so you can calm down. But angel measurements are wisdom, which means there's things that you need to measure of how much iniquity you're practicing, how much sin you're practicing, how much wickedness and darkness is in you. Examine your faith and measure your faith, which is how much of your spirit, soul, and body are working by the word of God's own power. God's power works without you helping it. And if it's not working, zero faith, no faith, faithless, sinners. To be faithless is to be a sinner, which means the word's not working in you. How do you get into heaven? How do you get from above? Nicodemus, you must be born again. Jesus spoke words that the Pharisee blessed his heart. Nicodemus softened his heart, became awesome in God. Born again, no doubt about it. Nicodemus got born again. Pharisees can be saved. There's hope for you yet. Amen? There's hope for the older prodigal sons of self-righteousness, which is half of you. You can be saved for being self-righteous hypocrites of pride and the knowledge of religion that has nothing to do with the Holy Ghost. It can be burned out of you. If you cherish wisdom in your hearts, and sacrifice your senses and your reasoning to God's own wisdom, which is the working of His Word by His power from His Spirit. Not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. God's power will work in the Word of God when it's believed upon. Not just hearers, doers, which means yielders walking in the power of the word, not just crawling on the ground, not just rolling on the ground, all the time. Possessed as a living, breathing temple, a mobile throne. See, the word of God comes down on the throne with open and wheels in Ezekiel 1, and it's working. There's rivers of fire, 
coming out of the throne. That's the picture of the word working every time you hear it, believe it, and yield to it, which is obey it and let it move you like wheels. Amen. Let the word control your soul and every other word in you that opposes God's living word is a dead letter that kills. I don't care what you have. You could be a doctorate in divinity like the Apostle Paul. Serial killer Saul with the whole Bible memorized, you're a demon. If the word of God is not working by its power, it's never been mixed with faith. You're full of death and Satan's religion. Be it poured out of you and be forgiven from your religious murder. What is religion? The murder of Christ. It's nothing to be trifle about. Religion is the murder of Jesus Christ. Throws anyhow, we justify it around here as people trying to be good, trying to obey Joel's bar, trying to obey the prophets, listening, trying. I'm trying, always struggling. Listen, you need more fire. The problem is you have not yet mixed the word with faith. When it hits your spirit and you believe the word, it spontaneously combusts inside the world of your soul and your world changes. Your world. God wants to heal your world today, which is heal your soul today. And he does it by the spoken word. True. Jesus came as a preacher, the Bible says. No one has heard or seen God unless They've heard the preaching and seen the word working by its own power, which is the angels inside the word. Psalms 103, the angels do the word of God. If you haven't seen angels, it's because you're not around Bible believers. Because the angels do every living word of God and they're named after the actions of the words that they do. You get into faith of certain higher words, you have to get around higher ranking angels for the angels to do those words. And that's how you go from glory to glory in the glory of the angels. Your whole belief system has shifted from your peon faith with just very, very low ranking angels, which are perfect holy angels, and it's not to belittle the angels. They're perfect. They're doing their job. But your angelic power and your angelic glory must increase. Everyone that goes in heaven has rewards according to the number of angels attending to them during their life. Truth anyhow, people get into heaven and have no angels around them. And all they do is gossip their whole life in church. But you're saved by grace. You can go right in. Zero angels. Notice zero rewards now this was a great intercessor and she's coming in with like a legion of angels like six thousand angels this woman was great in her town she was leading revival services she was living for god's will she was telling people the truth she had no people pleasing she was with the holy ghost serving the holy spirit as her god therefore the angels came to her because she kept speaking god's word you understand that's how you get angels around you. You're only successful in the kingdom to the number of angels around and throughout your souls. 
If you're angelless and you're not constantly having angelic encounters, you are a total flop and failure. Repent. Which means begin believing and obeying the word and the angels are forced and they like to, they like to volunteer, but they're forced to come down from heaven because you're agreeing with heaven and it's your word that brings you up into the heaven of the angels. And now the higher you go, the more you agree with the Father and the greater the angels around you until you're just with the seven archangels all the time, standing on top of Zion with Moses and the Lamb as the government of God shall in this generation because they completely and totally agree with the Father and everything he has ever said, which is the wisdom of the ages. If you don't agree with the Father and you're just into self-culture, Republican politics, and you're following Breitbart more than you're following the book of Jasher and you're just you manifest at the apocrypha oh, it wasn't in the Bible and all this goofy junk in this charismatic church of iniquity who's more offended by real Christian mysticism than they are all the garbage in the world listen you have to get into the deep things of God now and all that little petty stuff that's holding you back burn it up it's just all sin. It's wood, hay, and stubble. The faster you can dive into the most severe righteousness, the faster you'll grow in Christ. You can't just sit out here in the waiting pool right now and expect to be okay. That pool, those waters be corrupted tomorrow. You need to jump into the deep of God and lose your life to find His. You need to jump into the Word of God and not have a plan B. If there's a plan B, zero faith. Plan A or the highway. Mary Magdalene at the tomb, if he doesn't show up, I'm walking into the desert, starving to death because I'm not going back to my former life. Seven demons in whom the Lord Jesus drove out. I'm not going back to the devil. There's no plan B for Mary Magdalene in the Bible. She's at the tomb. If the angels of God of heaven don't show up, I'll die right here. Right, that's her attitude in scripture. If you don't have that attitude, you're lukewarm. You're lukewarm. This is not fanaticism. This is normal entry level. Listen, she hadn't even received the spirit yet. Pentecost had not happened. The desperation is expected and required for entry level salvation. Why you think that is extreme is because you're totally in Satan's kingdom. And Satan has made your mind think that's an extremity. That's a huge sacrifice. She had not even received the Spirit. That's entry-level salvation Christianity. And just put that right next to all this other junk in the world right now that you call Christianity. It's not. Burn it into the Dead Sea. You think God's going to work through the forms and the belief systems of the doctrines and theologies of these churches and denominations? Zero. He'll burn it into the Dead Sea. God doesn't care what you believe in. Because you're wrong, he's right. You have zero righteousness, he's 100% righteousness. You are 100% wrong. All you Christians, 100% wrong. All you prophets and apostles, 100% wrong. God is 100% right. And it'll always be that way. And if you get into being a percentage right, you won't be on the mountain anymore. Be in iniquity. God is our righteousness. Yahweh said canoe. You have none of your own. Burn it out of you and practice God within you.
Practice his presence within you. Practice his righteousness within you. Practice God's faith within you. Practice God's love within you, burning like seraphim fire through all your hearts, through all your minds, through all your bones, through all your marrow. And God will make his dwelling in your bodies. And that shall be the Feast of Tabernacles. In that Feast of Tabernacles that comes forth now in the manifesting sons of God, the standard will be raised of Almighty Father God inside men and women's souls. And the workers of iniquity and the blasphemers and the Christian witches of white magic arts of the fallen angels and the false Jesuses of this generation will be fully exposed as externalists of paganism that they truly are. And the real beloved of God will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of her father. And there won't be any refraction of light. It'll be an equal light. The full radiance of the light being the outrained splendor of the Father. You want to walk with the Father in the coolness of the day? Exact amount of fire. How do we get back into the Garden of Eden? Burn in the same measure of the fire of God, which is by believing the same words that that being believes in. Bible calls him a being. Being. Light being. Shekinah being. The being of the Shekinah splendor of heaven. Make the demons tremble. He's coming through our souls in all his Shekinah. And there will be no less splendor than the fullness of our Father. And all nations shall look upon this bride and tremble and shake and fear and see God. You know what's going to happen? They're going to believe. You know what else is going to happen? Many will perish. Woo! This child of glory is for the rise and fall of all nations. It is written. The ones that react positively to the Shekinah of the Father blazing through men and women's souls. The ones that God has made equal to himself. Not the ones for self-righteousness and religion make themselves equal to God. Blasphemy. But the ones in whom the Holy Ghost hand selects, sets apart from sin, and makes them holy to the Lord, consecrated, written on their forehead the name of the Father. They will bear forth all of his splendor and Shekinah glory forever brighter than the sun, Jesus Christ said in the red letters. They will shine forth as suns. Daniel 3, as stars. What does that mean? The fullness of God the Father physically seen. How's the glory returning to the earth? Through people whose souls are emptied of all the below realm, which is all the folly of the ages, all the madness of the ages, into all the wisdom of the ages in the above world, through the cross. No cross, everything above false, which is what you deal with now with all these false 
prophetic garbage before the judgments come. False prophet everywhere got into the above realm. It's the Tower of Jezebel. Our arch nemesis that has tried to destroy Red Letter Ministries every single day for 16 years. If you've been around, you've seen it. That tower is going down. Tower of Babel is going down. The only tower is going up is the Tower of Christ's Cross. And there won't be anything else in a short while. So if you're attached to another belief system, another kingdom, another God, repent. And come to Jesus. And believe his word. And obey his word. And give him your soul. Yield to the fire. Burn it. Consecrate it. Enjoy the baptism of fire. You gotta love the fire. You fall in love with the fire. Every day is the best day of your life. If you don't like the fire, you're tortured. The presence of God torments you because you love sin and demons. They're tortured by the presence of the fire of God. You see these people. I've gone into the steam room at times at the gym and sinners be in there instantly eyes bulge and sprint out of the steam room. So tortured in their souls by the presence of God burning in this temple. I was like 10 years ago. You can burn as hot as the Father. Anything less than the light of 150 billion suns and all of their fire and heat burning within your temple, you got a too low of a standard for what's available in that temple that you're living in right now. That temple can handle all stars. That temple can handle all the light of all the suns. How hot and bright do you want to burn? Want to burn the same measure as Jesus? You're going to have to burn and be as bright as all the stars of the heavens combined then. Understand that's the standard. Bright morning star. What does that mean? Star stars. All stars are in his light. Exactly what the Bible teaches. Any lesser light than all stars, two-thirds stars, not the one-third stars. They're stealing stars. They're thieving stars. I'm talking about the angels and all the brilliance and the radiance of the angels of the Word of God, Mount Zion, city of all living, holy stars, and their hosts, blazing and burning in you like the captain of angel armies, which is the full splendor of all the armies of angels combined in one man in the flesh, Jesus Christ on the throne. And he's looking for brothers and sisters who will grow in the baptism of fire to a degree that will burn away the darkness in the heavens from the thieves and the robbers that have filled the above realm because very few rise. We're mostly stuck down here. The smarter you are, the higher you want to go because you can read the Bible. I heard a voice saying, come up here, Revelation 4.1. So you know you're supposed to be from above, born from above, born again. So you're studying like good Bereans. Now, the wisdom of the fire of God to get up there and sustain those elevations and maintain those heights in Christ. Maintain your ascension. Maintain your resurrection. And the word of God believed upon working by its power as how you maintain the elevation. It's your unbelief that causes you to fall or your love for sin or your lust, or your greed, your idols. Your serving of demons, your obedience and reverence for demons, your obedience and reverence to men and women, which is the same as devils in the Bible, instead of your obedience and reverence to the Holy Ghost. 
When you obey and reverence the Holy Spirit of God, you will always ascend from glory to glory. What has ensnared you? The Bible calls it Fowlers. What does that mean? Things come from the air, prince of the power of the air, and ensnare you and put you in cages. Now, don't blame God. God didn't do it. Your sin allowed the demon to do it to you. Prophet didn't do it. He's innocent. Apostle didn't do it. Innocent. You did it with a covenant, usually secret, with a demon spirit. Break out of the cage by confessing your sin, which is the forgiveness of sins, one to another, that you may be forgiven and healed, it is written. Which means, you put yourself in a cage, don't message me. Talk to your family, talk to your spouse, talk to people around you. It's not my job. It's your job, the Bible says in James, that you confess to whoever's around you. Get vulnerable, get open, stop trying to play a hypocrite looking good on the outside. You have to be vulnerable to be crucified. Trying to look good for others to see, you're totally fake, you'll never grow in any glory. You're being progressively crucified in the same piercings as Jesus Christ until there's none of you and only him, which means you're gonna be physically where he is, third heaven. In the meantime, you go up through the sky most of you haven't even come off the earth yet because you're so far from the cross. Once you're off the earth, you go right up into the sky, the secret stairway in the sky, Song of Solomon. Who are these that fly along like clouds? Anyone that has a cross that's actually forgiven anything, anything at all. And you go right up through his blood because he's gone up, he's up, he's the way up. I am the way to the Father, the Father's up. Keep rising, keep ascending, thinking about things above, Philippians, Chapter 4 says, not below, always rising, always loving the Holy Ghost, following the spirit of truth into more truth every day, which contradicts all your dumb lies and all your own opinions about your own generations and your own cultures that are all garbage. All of it burns, and you become more and more like God. And the more and more you agree with God in a culture that never changes, ancient of days, head of days, throne room culture, the more fortified you get in fire, and the more like the angels and their culture and their burning and their holiness and their abilities you begin to walk in. And you will create your atmosphere with your words in a different language called wisdom spoken amongst the mature. And when you speak a thing, it shall be a cr created. You will plant the heavens. You will plant righteousness. You will plant the stars on earth. You will plant the moon and the sun on earth. You will plant everything in the above realm, the cosmos. You will bring heaven to earth. We say heaven and we just think Shekinah. The Bible says... The Shekinah comes through stars. The Shekinah comes through the sun and the moon. And there's a path of Shekinah, how the river of life and all of its glory flows into the earth. You got your ideas. That's why you got your demons. Burnham, understand God's ancient original ways, repent and believe the truth according to the Bible and a lot of the books of the Bible that were taken out so you'd never know this stuff. Go back and read them. Learn what the apostles learned. Learn what Jesus Christ believed and walked in. Learn what Moses believed and walked in. 
and you will begin to live in that overcomer's realm. Your language will change. Your actions change. You begin to be kings and priests of the Most High God. Not just in your head, like pagan workers of iniquity in cultural Christianity, but literally in those elevations when you speak a thing, it goes down like the Ten Commandments from Mount Sinai. And it just burns everything down below. And a good burning and a cleansing. Cleanses sin every time you talk. Every time you speak, it washes and wax every unclean thing around you every day until you're only speaking what God's speaking, only doing what God's doing, and you're exactly like God the Father, perfectly in His ability as angels with no mixture of your name on your forehead. You have to be erased. The Bible says salvation is the writing of a new name. He tells you the name. Jesus the Christ on your forehead. Whose names are? You know why people cringe? Your name's on there. And the word of God is trying to erase it, but you resist the word of God. You resist the King of kings and Lord of lords. You don't serve him. You only serve him out of your name, which is idolatry, blasphemy, and iniquity. When you serve God with your name on your forehead, you serve him as animals and beasts. He's never received a sacrifice or an offering from you yet. You're unholy and unclean. Truth anyhow. You think someone with their own name on their forehead, God would receive anything from them? Absolutely zero. Zero, zero, zero. Only in Jesus Christ's name, progressively written on your forehead, will God ever, ever receive you. I am the way to the Father. No one comes to the Father except Jesus Christ. And through that name, the problem is your name on your foreheads. When your name's erased, guess what you get? The Holy Pentagon. His name, the Holy Pentateuch. Five senses. Pent, number of five is his name. The working outward of his name. The ability of that name. What God is. Jesus is God. When his name is written on your forehead, the ability of that name works through your senses in all Shekinah glory constantly. You know why you only experience it partially? You have not yet been forgiven of your sins because your name is still on your forehead. When his name's there, you're actually forgiven. This generation has a theology of forgiveness. It's like behavioral changes. You better be God in that body. I better be talking to the living, breathing El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai, Yahweh, Almighty God in those bodies. Otherwise, you're full of devils serving your name, resisting crucifixion, hating the cross, secretly despising those that obey the cross, that are crucified, always in competition because they get the rewards as co-heirs with Christ, but you have rejected the cross and have served your own name, so you have no inheritance with Jesus. So you turn to demons to kill, steal, and destroy with the thieves next to his cross, stealing his glory on Calvary. And the ravens came and gouged his eyeballs out, Josephus writes. 
because it's the blind leading the blind and stealing, seething iniquity Christianity everywhere. You serve God in darkness in your vain imagination through your own consciousness, which is wickedness. We serve God through crucifixion in his presence, which is righteousness. And all the holy angels of Zion on this holy mountain war for the name of Jesus. You'll never get him to war for your name. Conjure, slash, and dash, complain, whine, murmur, none of it worked. What worked was the word of God and the angels are faithful to that word. And the word of God's name is Jesus Christ written on your foreheads. Amen? Ruth and yeah. So you're dealing with the greatest measurement of stubbornness, potent sorcery, and you can feel it resisting my every word tonight here in this place. There's no magnification. There's a resistance to the cross in this place. We have so far to go. We are so lost and blind. I will not lie to you and tell you you're in a healthy place. The cross is very little in this place. Very little. When the cross gets very big, it'll be a different atmosphere. You ain't going to be in Kansas anymore, Toto. You're going to be up in the heavenlies. You're going to be with the archangels. You're going to be in a dimension of Shekinah that you cannot even imagine right now. And that's why, since you have no sanctification or imagination for it, there is not an atmosphere conducive towards it yet in the earth. But these words will pave a way, and those that listen today and bear the fruit of this word with their whole spirit, soul, mind, and body sacrifice to the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, will create a realm for the king to dwell in in tabernacles. Tabernacles of the tent of David over entire cities, like domes of righteous fire, domes of the word of God, domes of senses fully exercised by God's word working with no name other than his name in the forehead. That's how you get the word to work through the mind. You need the mind of Christ. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he's been mindful. Mary's song it is written. Which means the function of the soul is to be a super conductor of the word, its fire, and the dimension it came from, which ain't earth, and it ain't man, and it ain't woman. God. The word comes down from God. And when you go up in the word like a chariot, horseback riding the word of God up into the heavenlies, and you shall, if you ever attach your soul to the word of God, you will rise from the dead. Every single one of you. It's attaching your soul to the chariot of the word that causes the resurrection of the dead. And you will rise from the dead by the word of God, the tree of life, the cross of his blood. It's all Jesus. It's Jesus. 
and he's saving you progressively more than you even want to be saved. And if you don't go into his measure of salvation and you settle for your own little human measure, you will surely die because you've judged salvation unrighteously. You've said salvation is this. God the Father believes otherwise. You don't believe the same things as God, therefore you perish as men. If you repent and believe and agree with God, you will have the same life as God in those bodies. In that same flesh you're wearing right now as spirit beings, you will change your life. What does the Bible call it? Repentance unto life. Whose life? The Father's. Jesus's? No. Unbiblical. Not biblical. I am the gate to God. The Bible says God the Father's life. Not the life of Jesus. The life of the Father. You go through Jesus to be filled with the Father like Jesus for Jesus to be your brother. And he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. First born amongst many from the realm of the dead. What does that mean? Totally in agreement with God and obedience to everything God says and does. And you have more and more angels along the way to testify. And you get around other prophets and apostles and fiery Christians. You be tested iron sharpening iron. A lot of times they'll hold you accountable when you get totally off. And you need that. That's true love. The highest form of respect is honesty. The highest form of respect towards your life is honesty. And they'll be honest with you and it will hurt your feelings. They'll be honest with you and they'll challenge your belief systems. And that's what true brothers and sisters in Christ will always do until this whole world is perfected in Christ. Until sin and death are no more in the earth. And everyone in the earth will practice and know righteousness. And then there shall be peace and prosperity on earth exactly as it is in the third heaven. No more sickness. No more disease. No more wrongdoing. No more greed. No more lust. No more pride. The earth shall be perfect through those made perfect in believing his perfect word. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory. Rishkarato. You don't need to land. Keep flying. Orianda bakuria sevratu kundi mara kundri eriari anda bokundre darbozavrakshi kerandri aranda boriari. Father, I pray for every soul at the sound of my voice to have their name erased on their forehead and have the name of Jesus, the Word of God, burning and blazing through all their thick skulls and all the potent stubbornness of this generation would be absolutely incinerated by the preaching of the sons of God from the cosmic heavenly angelic sphere and let the angels obey this word and burn up these thick skulls everywhere 
and everyone that's resistant, give them double. Let the word of God come down upon the head like 500 pound millstones as it is written. Let those that say they don't need it, let them get it the most. Let there be absolute conviction and penetration of the word of God as the sword of the spirit from the skyline through all flesh and blood worldwide. Let there be no place for them to run from the word reigning on high, King of kings and Lord of lords. The Bible says they will try to hide their face from he who sits on the throne. It's not talking about Jesus, it's talking about you and I when you get sanctified and get his name on your forehead. And you're going to bring forth a word that will shake the nations. It'll burn up all the dust and the serpents. They won't have any food. They won't have any iniquity. All the lies they believe for generations just go up in smoke by the fire of God blazing through the temples of your bodies filled and flooded with God himself. Be an outpouring of the fire of God. Woo! <laughs> Amen. Respond tonight. If the Holy Ghost is speaking to you about your love of money, that you have loved the world, and you have served the world, and you have served wages that spoil instead of the rewards of the wisdom that you have heard through my preaching tonight, give a sin offering for your sins. In the Old Testament, when they had got into idolatry, when they had gotten into sin, they were prescribed financial offerings to be brought to the priests of the temple to have their idolatry forgiven. They had to give up their idols and their finances. Everything that they had striven for, strived for, served with the sweat of their brow had to be given to God in order to be forgiven and that's prescribed in scripture and it's not just oh Jesus did it all that's iniquity repent you need to repent Jesus doesn't need to repent you repent you stop serving money and start serving Jesus by giving him your money and serving him first and foremost with all the increase of your house, with all the increase of your businesses, with all the increase of the glory of God working through you. Because if you're growing in the glory, you're growing in excellence, you're growing in ability, you will grow in prosperity. You will grow financially. If you're around the holiness of God, it's inevitable. It's a covenant promise. If you're in the fire, you're in the word, you're eating, you're drinking out of heaven and the things of heaven, you will prosper. Keep making God number one by giving him the increase of your house. You will always go from glory to glory financially. If you don't, you will have a tremendous fall and possibly even lose your soul to Satan and his hell. Hell 
Hell is only promised in the red letters of the Bible to those who serve money and not Jesus Christ. The rich man and Lazarus. Because the rich man served money, Jesus said most certainly he would go to Hades and be tortured by demons forever. And how was he going to escape hell? By serving God. It's not a sin to be rich. In fact, it's a sin to be poor. But it's a sin to be covetous and greedy if you're rich. That was high treason in the Jewish culture of Jesus Christ. Read the Bible. There's no sin in being rich. It's a blessing. The sin in being rich is if you're not giving God the increase for his kingdom and you're an idolater and covetous and a lover of money and God's not the possessor of your heart and your soul and you're not living for God, it's wickedness. That's what sends you to hell. But if you serve God with the increase of your finances, you will prosper, it is written. You will be blessed and you will not get into idolatry and the temptations of money will stay burnt off of you because you're on fire in those bodies with the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen.